So this morning we spoke a little bit about the contribution of Thakur Bhakti Vinod on the occasion of his disappearance day and the day corresponds with the disappearance of Gadada Pandit, eternal associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who plays significantly into Gaudiya Vaishnav theology. <coughs> so we'll speak a little bit about Gadadhar Pandit. <coughs> he was a pundit. So he was very uh, learned and a Vaishnava from birth in Bengal, as, of course, really all of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates were, although he himself, ostensibly at least for some time, was not so. Hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu underwent an apparent conversion when he gave up scholasticism and so forth and took to bhakti and in doing so hardened all of who were really his eternal associates who didn't realize it at the time. Uh, they thought of him as very attractive, charming, intelligent person who had wasted his life hmm? because he was not engaged in Krishna Bhakti. So he would debate with them and and uh, in school and so forth, and they would uh, think amongst themselves if we could only get him to be a Bhakta, then it would be good for him and it would be good for us too if his insights and energy and charisma and so forth could all be applied in service of Krishna. So, anyway, amongst those associates, Gadadhar Pandit was one such Vaishnava from birth and a very fast uh, friend of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a very complex theological figure as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, as Gore is Krishna, it is thought that Gadadhar is the manifestation of Radha in Gore Lila. That's very complex because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, we know that, but he's also Krishna in pursuit of the real essence of Radha, really. He is as much Radha, in a sense, as he is Krishna because he is Krishna seeking to experience the bhava of Radha. And what is the bhava of Radha? Radha is, it should be said, Mahabhava Swarupini. She is the very form of of the of the highest bhava ecstasy, Mahabhava. Mahabhava here refers to not the bhava or the rati that's synonymous with bhava bhakti. The, the dawning of bhakti and ecstasy, but as bhakti and ecstasy is cultivated into and into praying, hmm, then there are within braj bhakti, and it means devotion to Krishna in the braj, developments of prema bhakti, sneha man pranay rag anurag bhav mahabhav. Hmm. So it is she is the mahabhava swarupini. Hmm the highest uh, embodiment of Prem. That's why we say that Krishna, in the full sense of the term, 
is the Krishna standing next to Radha. Her love is the fullest. And so the object that corresponds with that, hmm, that is the fullest, uh, most perfect uh, object of love, the complete mm, manifestation of of, um, of a loving um, repository, object in which one's love can be reposed. So, to say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna is is um, is uh, not an understatement. We say, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahi Anya Rupan Uga Jani Rajivan. This is the life of the followers of Rupa Goswami. This idea that uh, Radha and Krishna, Rasaraj and Mahabhav. Krishna is Rasaraj, the kind of the Raj, the king of Rasa, and Radharani is the Mahabhav that corresponds with that. So these two, Rasaraj, Mahabhav, Duyek Rupa. Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahi Anya. Same idea. Du ek rup du means two, ek means one, rup means form. The two in one form. Hmm? So Rup Damodar said it something like this. He said that Radha Krishna Pranay Vikriti Ladini Shakti Rasmad Ekatmanovapi Bhuvi Puradeham Vedo Gatodho Chaitanya Kyam Prakatam Aduna Tadvayam Chaikimaptam Radha Bhava Duti Subalitam Nomi Krishna Surupam. Radha and Krishna's pastimes are a, under the jurisdiction of the Lahadini Shakti. Hmm? And uh, he says, This Krishna is one. He eternally becomes two as Radha and Krishna. The two eternally become one as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So. This is the central theme, if you will, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And then to complicate it, which is you can expect in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, theologically, it, it, it must be the most complex system, religious system of thought. Uh, it really excels in this post liberated preoccupation, which is the, the realm of Rasananda and all of the possibilities there. Possibilities of uh, loving sentiments, corresponding embodiments of those sentiments, and um, there's kind of a, a set of rules by which all that works, so to speak. A proper, appropriate mixing, I mean to say, of sentiments. Um, they're all there, but there's a proper way to mix them. Just like you have all the spices, but you don't just throw them all in the doll. There's a way to do it right. Uh, so that it will come out tasteful. So, in that sense, um, some rules of rasa tattva, and so different persons and combining and so on and so forth. It's very, very complex. Is the point? I don't. I'm not familiar with any religious system that has such a complex theology of 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 the of uh, uh, re- 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 involving a discussion of the post-liberated world, transcendental possibilities, nuances of ananda and so forth. So, uh, th- uh, the point being that to say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna is, you can get that far. Then we have to tell you that Gadadhar is Radha. Then it becomes, wait a minute, 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Radha and Krishna. How can Radha be Radha as well? So it's complex. <coughs> but this is the vision of the Goswamis and um, and Ganadhar Pandit was a close uh, associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Bengal. He early on uh, after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had manifested himself as a Vaishnava, this is part of his leela, of course, he took prior to that knowledge to be important, scholasticism and so forth, and logic and the new logic, Navodnyaya of the time. And um, he was a champion of that. He was undefeated. Big scholars would come from other parts and and be defeated by the young boy, Nimai Pandit, he was called. But he converted, as I say, to Vaishnavism, in contact with Ishvara Puri, his guru. And this is to sh- show us the place of knowledge in relation to bhakti. In other words, amongst the Aishvaryas, that the opulences, the possession of which makes one attractive, which leads us to say that one who has all opulence is all attractive. This is Parashara's definition of Bhagwan. Wealth, strength, fame, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation. These are the opulences. These are the things that attract us to people. Someone is famous, we're attracted to them. If they have knowledge, if they have renunciation, they're attractive. If they have beauty and so forth. So who has all of these things in full? This is the definition of Bhagavan. This is Krishna. So knowledge is one of them. And it's, um, it's held very high in the world. And so he embodied, personified the knowledge, a grasp. Uh, he, he, he demonstrated a command of knowledge that was uh, was otherworldly. I mean, he would he would um, just in mundane subjects, uh, you know, logic is very mutable, and you can make any argument. If you, uh, it doesn't necessarily constitute truth because you can logic make a logic about something it doesn't make it necessarily a, a truth but um, so it's with a fertile uh, mind and intelligence you can make sense make anything sound sensible almost so anyway Chaitanya Mahaprabhu typically to give an example would would uh, make an argument and no one could defeat it he would defeat everyone and uh, then he would when everyone was defeated he would go and make the argument to counter all of his arguments and defeat himself and then win himself back again, the other arguments. So he demonstrated that his command of knowledge was that he could take it like like clay and just make a shape out of it and change the shape and so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, just to play that a little bit, his, his renunciation as a sannyasi was correspondingly extraordinary. Big sannyasis in whom the metaphor tree of uh, of bhakti of love of God and, uh, with the branches being many devotees, the fruits flowers being love of God and so forth is rooted in the nine stalwart elderly sannyasis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's entourage 
Keshava Puri, Keshava Bharati, Brahmananda Bharati. These fellows were like Brahmananda Bharati, dressed only in deer skin, and we were heavy, heavy renunciates and elderly, hmm? sober guys. Hmm? And they were intimidated by the measure of the austerity of the young Sri Krishna Chaitanya, as he became known hmm? in Puri. So his renunciation, which is which is a corollary, if you will, to real knowledge, was extraordinary. At, at any rate, <clears throat> he demonstrated that knowledge, and then just, and then converted to bhakti and made little of knowledge for our sake, to help us understand convincingly that however much knowledge you could possibly have, it's nowhere. Hmm? I mean, we do want knowledge about Krishna. For bhakti, that's a different kind of knowledge. But worldly knowledge, however sophisticated and so forth, um, is just an intellectual sleight of hand in terms of the thought that by its, by its accumulation you've actually gone somewhere substantially. Hmm? So, <clears throat> after he had converted and, and um, became the delight that much more of all the devotees as a Vaishnava, um, <coughs> Gadadhar Pandit gradually became the steadfast uh, friend of Mahaprabhu, who, would, who was already his friend, but would now be his friend, and he's almost, almost uh, uh, the one who protected him from himself. Hmm? He was, as I say, a stalwart uh, Vaishnav, and he, before he was initiated, hmm, another friend of Mahaprabhu Mukunda, invited him to come and meet a great Vaishnava, the great Pundarik Vidyanidhi, who was being was coming into into Nadia and he came with an entourage. He was carried on a palanquin and he was smoking a hookah. And he was the personification, ostensibly, of enjoyment. And so Gradharapanit was brought to see him and by Mukunda, who considered him a great Vaishnava, and Gadadhar Pandit thought, what's this, a Vaishnava? And he conducts himself like this. How can it be? Mukunda could understand his mind, so he began to sing from the Bhagavatam verses that uh, glorify the magnanimity of Krishna with regard to his arguably most magnanimous act, the uh, Deliverance of Putana. The contrast between Putana, her uh, demonic disposition, and Krishna's infancy is uh, highlighted. Infants are completely in need of protection. They cannot defend themselves. He was three months old, Krishna. So... He was in need of motherly care and attention in all respects, even for the most basic thing in life, eating. Hmm? I don't think at three months the children are eating any solid food. I, I don't know, right, isn't it? They're only nursing. So his only source of sustenance was the suckling of his mother's breasts. <clears throat> and as was... Uh, common in the setting of Braj, 
there were many mothers. There was a sharing of the of the motherhood and the parenting, and and uh, this is village life, not like our city life. You don't know the person across the hall. What to speak of letting them touch your child, something like that. No, there was a much more communal uh, setting and so forth. So when the Putana came, which disguised herself as a goddess from heaven by her yogic prowess, the mothers thought, oh, a beautiful mother has come from heaven to, to nurse the child. So they gave her all facility. And of course, here she was offering her breast, the, the most arguably tender part of the of the woman, and uh, and smeared with poison. You get the contrast. Krishna's infant, he can only depend on the breast. Someone comes as a mother and on her breast, offering in the milk, puts poison. It would be like I said before, you know, to be one of these big cases on CNN. You know, all the, you know, mother kills child with putting poison on the breast. Did she do it? And that would be the testimonies played out and so forth for weeks. One of the cases that, you know, many atrocities that just happen to get highlighted for some reason. Anyway, this contrast is there to show, ultimately, the magnanimity of Krishna, the kindness of Krishna, the blessing of Krishna. He ignored, really, her killing uh, uh, disposition or demonic disposition. He said the Vishnu in him killed her. It said, what can be done? You know, I sucked on her breast and I was so attracted, I sucked her life out. I, you know, I have a good capacity to to suck on, to suck, you know. <laughs> and so I was quite hungry, so it's not my fault, something like that. But anyway, she became an eternal mother. Patsalya Rasa she got, this very extraordinary. Uddhava put that together in his mind, and he made the verse, Stane Istitash, what is it? Ahu Bakiyam Stanakala Kutam. So, Bakiyam, she's the sister of Bakasur, Ahu Bakiyam Stanakala Kutam who put the Kalkuta uh, on, her, on her breast and so forth, he plays this out. He says, who would take shelter of anyone other than Krishna, given what kind of a god he is? What is his nature? How forgiving, how generous, how kind. Baba Grahi, Janardana, and more. So, these verses were sung by, by Mukunda. See the quality of these Vaishnava associates of Mahaprabhu. He could understand the mind of Gadadhar Pandit. He had a previous association with Pandit Vidyanidhi, so despite his apparent worldliness, he knew him to be a great devotee. Hmm? So he sang songs glorifying the, the kindness of Krishna for giving Bhatsalya Rasa. It turns out that Pandit Vidyanidhi hmm, is the, considered to be the incarnation of Vishubhanu of Raj, the father of Radha in Krishna Leela. Hmm? So here is the father of Radha and here is Radha in the form of Gadada meeting in Gaur Leela. Hmm? And Mukunda is, is... So there are some differences uh, in Krishna Leela, but they're wonderful. So Gadada is helping or Mukunda to make the, the union complete. So he sings the song and Pundarik Vedinidhi falls into a trance like an epileptic fit, in fact. Astasaktika bhavas, all transformations of ecstasy manifesting, falling off the palanquin in madness, just by hearing this verse. So, Karadhar Pandit could understand 
Vaishnava Erakriyamudra Bhignina Bhujai. The activities of a Vaishnava are difficult to understand. How he or she may conduct themselves sometimes may be apparently out of character. Therefore, we are to look for good character, certainly, as a, as a, as a, a guiding principle. But beyond that, we look for their, their, the, the measure of their faith in Krishna, their attraction for Krishna, their love for Krishna, and so forth. And sometimes the two may be at odds with one another. Why their internal nature causes them to act in a particular way in, in externally in the world, um, we often cannot reason about that with ent- without entering into that space, internal space where they are. Of course, these associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like Pundarik Viganiti, they were not much engaged in setting an example of sadhana. This is one of the reasons that Rup, Sanatan, Gadadhar as well are often highlighted amongst the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for us because they were also setting an example of sadhana. They didn't allow themselves just to drift into their bhava act however might be you know, the case. Uh, uh, so they were a little one foot here, so to speak, for our sake, consciously setting an example that we could follow. So Pundarika was just, you know, gone. Why he was conducting himself like that, we don't know, but sometimes Vaishnavas will do that to keep people away from them and so forth. So some people will come and bother and want to be the disciple and they really aren't interested in undergoing the discipline. So we have the example of Gorka Shortas Babaji. He would do things like that at times. He would dress himself like a in fine silks and like a fancy Dan and so forth, and, and that uh, people would avoid him, think he's not really a Vaishnava, so, because he was so many people uh, kind of not understanding the real implications of discipleship would come forward and want to be his followers and so forth. So, at any rate. Pundarik uh, fell in ecstasy and Gadadhar saw it and he could understand, oh, I've offended a Vaishnava. I thought in my mind, what kind of Vaishnava is this? So he went to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to sing, Bap Pundarik! He would say, Pundarik! Nobody knew what he was talking about. Hmm? Mukunda knew because I think he was from the same village as Pundarik. So Mahaprabhu was understanding that Pundarik is a Vaishnava. He's, he's a in Krishna Lili, he's the father of Radha, so forth. So, Garadhar went to Mahaprabhu, told him, I've offended a Vaishnava, what should I do? He said, you should take initiation from him. Hmm? So, Pundarik became the disciple. Hmm? Uh, or, excuse me, Garadhar became the disciple of Pundarik. Hmm? In, uh, in, uh, so, in Gorlila, Radha, hmm, as Garadhar, hmm? made the connection, substantial connection with her father. Hmm? And he was appointed by Sachi to watch over Nimai Pandit, um, who was a danger to himself. There's a famous incident in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was found um, by Sachi to be like, well, he was crying out, Where is Krishna? Where is Krishna? in separation. And Garadhar. Who had been put in, who was with him constantly, said, tried to counsel him, and he, he was a pundit. He said, "Don't, 
lament, don't be too distraught, Krishna's in your heart. So then he began tearing apart his chest and Godada had stopped him. So Sachi, then Chitlamabu's mother appointed officially Godada, you must stay with him like a shadow always and protect him from himself. This fits of madness that he undergoes, he endangers himself. So Godada Pandit was the, like the shadow following Mahaprabhu, who was, is again Krishna. He, we say he's in the mood of Radha, but more accurately he is Krishna pursuing the bhava of Radha. Hmm? And so he isn't always exhibiting Radha bhava in the context of the Leela. Hmm? Sometimes he is. Sometimes he exhibits the, uh, the uh, ecstasy of Krishna in separation from Radha, sometimes the ecstasy of Radha in separation from Krishna. He's, however, ultimately in an ongoing pursuit of Radha's love to experience the fullness of that. Hmm? So indeed, Gadada was there to help him in Puri. Also, he followed Mahaprabhu to Puri. Hmm? When Mahaprabhu settled in Puri at the request of Sachi, so that he would be honor his sannyas, live in a holy place, but in a holy place that's close enough to Nadia, where there's traffic continually going back and forth, that news about him would always be coming to uh, to, to Navadweep. Hmm? That was her request. So Gadara went along with him, and because Mahaprabhu was to reside in Puri, then Gadadhar took a, a vow to always remain in Puri. It's a kind of a they call it, it's called it chetra sannyas, a vow to remain in the holy place and never leave. Hmm? So there he stayed uh, constantly with Mahaprabhu. There Mahaprabhu ultimately became successful as he could, Krishna that is, in the golden form, in terms of tasting the, uh, the, the bhava, the ecstasy, the prema, the mahabhava of Radha. Uh, assisted by Gadadhar, assisted by Ramananda Roy, assisted by Sarup Damodar. There you have Radha and her two past most friends, Lalita and Vishaka in Gorlila. So these were the intimate circle of Mahaprabhu's associates in Puri. And as he came closer and closer to accomplishing his goal, as the, as the, his simultaneous, um, purpose, if you will, or as the byproduct of his pursuit of love of God that corresponded with the necessity of a Yuga avatar, Mahaprabhu had a twofold purpose. One was then to distribute the Yuga Dharma, basic the chanting of the holy names, the other to taste the Radha Bhava. So as the one was completed in his sannyasa by way of enlightening rupa sanatan, giving them their work, commissioning them, various things were in place. Then he got permission from Madhueta, who called him with regard to his function as the Yuga avatar, hmm? with the worship of the Shaligram, with the Tulsi and Ganga and so forth. Uh, he got the permission of Adhueta to now go and just pursue the other reason coming fully. Hmm? What you've done, you've set in motion the Yuga Dharma, it will go on. Hmm? That's in place. Enough has been 
written to see that it will be written about that much more and so forth. So in Puri he got that blessing from Advaita. Then he went more and more internal. And these were his associates, and appropriately so. So qualified they were because, well, Gadadhar is Radha. Lalita is, is, is the closest friend of Radha. Vishak is born on the same day as Radha, so her astrological chart is very similar. So they're, they know Radha's bhava better than Krishna. So they are the appropriate coaches if you will, for helping him in this effort. This is who he was surrounded by. <clears throat> so Gararapada followed him from Nadia to 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 uh, Puri. In Nadia, we shouldn't think that Mahaprabhu only tasted the Radhabhav in Puri, but he did it in a prominent way by way of showing through his example how others could also arrive at that in the context of his whole Leela. He teaches and systematically, and in the end, he teaches the method of uh, of bhajan and in separation and so forth in the Gambira internal life and its culture and so forth. But Navadweep, we shouldn't think. Therefore, Puri is the culmination of the highest place to connect with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. No, we desire to connect with him in in Nadia, where he's fast friends with Gadadhar and and others where he's not seen as a sannyasi, where he's given up knowledge and renunciation, these aishvaryas, these opulences, that enable, uh, that afford then madhurya, sweetness, intimacy, closeness. Because when he was a sannyasi, people had to step back. He has knowledge. He, and then his ecstasies, they had to stand back from that. So Navadweep is the ideal. It's all there. In the house of Shivas, those kirtans, Mahaprabhu is tasting the highest ideal, but he's not teaching it there. He's relishing it he, with the devotees. He came out to teach it. So his teaching leela is more important for us, but it teaches us to go back to Navadweep. So in Navadweep, yes, he would also experience the Radhabhav. And then Gadadhar would, would manifest the shadow of the, 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 the semblance of that, Lalita's Bhav. So Kabikarnapur, for example, has identified him as as incarnation of Lalita, incarnation of Radha, both. It means when Mahabrabhu successfully takes the bhava of Radha, what what is left? What is left? If you take the bhava of Radha, what is left? There's a lot left. There's beginning with Lalita, Vishaka, Chandravali, uh, we go to Dwarka, Mathura, Rukmini, hmm, who is who is Chandravali in Dwarka Lila, Satyabhama, who is a is Radha in Dwarka Lila. Hmm. So so she is Swayam Shakti, Krishna's Swayam Bhagwan. He's the fountainhead of all manifestations of Bhagwan. She is the fountainhead of all manifestations of the corresponding Shakti. For all the consorts of all of Bhagwan, so if you take the Radhabhav from her, then all the others are are there. So this is what's left then in Navadweep. Navadweep is Gupta Vrindavan, hidden Vrindavan. So in Navadweep, when Mahaprabhu successfully experiences to one extent, another large extent, the Bhava of Radha, then. Radhar manifests the Bhava of Lalita. 
Sakhi. Now, of course, this is all going on in, in, internally. Externally, it's not being played out like it is in Krishna Leela. That would be very confusing, obviously. So it's internal. Um, and um, in the Gaur Leela, in Nadia, in, in the eternal Nadia, the devotees will will follow Mahabharata in a particular sroop, worship Gaur and Gadadhar, hmm, and enter into, as they do, internally, Radha Krishna Leela. They'll follow them and enter into Radha Krishna Leela. Mahabharata was married, <laughs> on the other hand, to Vishnu Priya. So very complex, as I say, theological um, ideas. So with his relation with Vishnu Priya has some Aishvarya. There's a marriage there. It's o- o- they're overtly married. And um, she is a, uh, there's how you call it, some uh, uh, high, high end of Vaidhi, Vaidhi Bhakti. Hmm? in uh, consideration. So, Radha and Krishna and Raghavakti, Gaur and Gadadhar, internally. Hmm? So, when they would go internally, the devotees would be riding on their moods, so would follow them mystically into trance, into Krishna Lila. So, that's what happens in the eternal Gaur Lila. They follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he goes into Krishna Lila, they come back out, and they also have, they have their corresponding forms of Krishna Lila, which is always going on at the same time. So, so in Nadia, Garadhar would show the bhava of, of uh, Lalita at times. When he comes to Puri, then he shows prominently the bhava of Rukmini, who is Chandravali. In, in Vrindavan Lila, Radha has the, has the first position. In Dwarka Lila, Chandravali gets the first position as Rukmini. Rukmini is the most prominent queen of Krishna, not Satyabhama. See the difference in their moods. Satyabhama is a very angry lover. Hmm? And uh, she cannot tolerate uh, any any um, uh, Krishna showing favoritism anywhere else. She's a very haughty lover. Rukmini is a very submissive lover. Extremely submissive. So, we find in the Gorli Lila, Radharani is, is, has her man, her jealous anger and so forth. You don't find that in the same measure by any stretch in Chandravali. She's very submissive. So the roles are switched and the submissive Rukmini, who is Chandravali, takes the prominent place in Dwarka. We, in the Gorli Lila, what do we have then? We have Jagadamanda Pandit. Who was such an anger lover of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? and uh, he is uh, the manifestation of Satyabhama in, uh, in Puri. Puri is Dwaraka, hmm? as much as Brindavan and Navadvip is Brindavan. Puri is Dwaraka. It's also Kurukshetra, in as much as the Rathayatra that's performed there is a commemoration of. Krishna's Leela of coming from Dwarka to Kurukshetra and meeting the inhabitants of Vrindavan there. It's a very special place, Dwarka. And uh, so there we find Gadadhar Pandit taking a prominent uh, role and 
manifesting often the the mood of of Rukmini. Even arguably Chandravali, and I'll give you an instance of that, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, while living in Puri, was once approached by Balabacharya, and Balabacharya wanted to give a commentary on Krishna Nam that Mahaprabhu would be would hear. Uh, he wanted Mahaprabhu to hear his commentary on Krishna Nam. Mahaprabhu said, "I don't know anything about Krishna Nam. All I know is that Krishna Nam is the Suk, is is Yashodanandan. Krishna Nam is Shamsundar. He just said Krishna Nam is the beautiful dark boy. Krishna Nam is the one who suckles the breast of Yashoda. He's saying, I don't know anything about Krishna Nam. What is he really saying? He's saying, this is my idea of Krishna Nam. Krishna Nam is non different than Krishna. This is what he's saying. How he, this is what he really told Balaba. Balaba wanted to give some kind of special commentary. He argued with Mahaprabhu that all of your associates, they are always chanting Krishna Nam. However, he said, they're all uh, considering themselves like the Shakti Tattva. So the Shakti Tattva is like the wife of Bhagawan. And in Veda culture, the wife doesn't say the name of the husband. She calls him Prabhu. So it means there's a, there's a intimacy is checked to some extent. So anyway, so for whatever reasons, and we go, not time to go into that. But so then Mahaprabhu said, "Yes, that's true. Hmm. That's true. The wife should always, um, in our culture, shouldn't address the husband by his uh, first name." Hmm. But then he said, "But because the husband is the Prabhu, hmm, if he instructs the wife to, then she must." And Balava was defeated. So in this way, he also he came, he said he wanted to come up to hear his, his commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam, which was an improvement on Sridhar Swami's commentary. Mahaprabhu said, what is this? He detected some pride in that, that thinking. So he was not interested in hearing that commentary. So Balava, as depicted in Chaitanya Charitamrita, was a bit of a Slightly, I mean, he was—he's a great devotee, he's eternal um, associate of Mahaprabhu. Also, but Mahaprabhu gave him his own sampradaya. He's in the Shri, the, the um, Vishnu Swami Shuddhadvaita sampradaya, and he was giving new life to that um, at the, at the time. But he didn't quite fit into Mahaprabhu's group. He was kind of like a duck among swans, and in, in that respect, so these awkward moments would come in Puri especially, and he couldn't just quite fit in. And so Mahabha was a little displeased with him, as explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And so the devotees, they wouldn't have anything to do with him. They didn't want to be around Balaba. Mahabha was displeased with him. So that was their mood. But he went to Gadadhar Pandit. Gadadhar Pandit was so, such a submissive type of a person uh, that he... He gave him some audience and and preached to him ultimately. And when he heard Gadadhar's preaching, then Balava wanted to become an initiated into the Radha Krishna or the or to, into 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 um, I say into uh, Madhurya. He wanted a mantra for Madhurya Rasa. 
very prominent in the Balab Sampradaya is this um, Vatsalya Rasa. But we also find some Madhurya Rasa there. So from Chaitanya Charitamrita it is said that Adar Pandit gave initiation Madhurya Rasa Mantra to Gadadhar, to Balaba. But what we also find in Balaba Sampradaya is that the emphasis, there's a strong emphasis on Chandravali in the Balaba Sampradaya. Indeed, the son, Vital, of Balaba, who was his successor, said to be an incarnation of Chandravali, who so much celebrated. Uh, the, whoever is the incarnation of Chandravali for Gauralila, I don't even know his name, it just shows how unprominent <laughs> that devotee was comparatively. Hmm. Yeah, because the Radha camp and Chandravali's camp are at odds with one another. And in the context of the Leela, of course, it's a drama. And Chandravali is a particular manifestation of Radha. You see, all these principal gopis are... Radha contains all the moods. See, the Swayam Shakti. And one of her moods will personify. Or another, or another. Hmm. In this way, she serves as all of them together. She's individually... Hmm. She personifies as a particular mood to satisfy Krishna in a particular instance. So, so um, here we find Gadadhar Pandit initiating Balava into Madhurya Rasa, and we find them in the, in the Balava Sampradaya the influence of uh, Chandravali's love for Krishna in Madhurya Rasa. We find Gadadhar Pandit there described. But Krishna's Kaviraj, if we understand that description, we can see he was the personification of the mood of Rukmini. And Rukmini in Dwarka is Chandravali. Hmm? So we have Ganada Pandit, Pandit in Puri, which is Dwarka, and exhibiting the mood of Rukmini. Other instances also hmm, there that um, bring out this point, but particularly Rukmini, but particularly with regard to Chandravali. Some connection can be made there. So, um, again, here it's Dwarka, it's not Nadia, so when Mahaprabhu takes the bhav of Radha to whatever extent, he's kind of stealing, in the language of Sridhar Maharaj, the bhav of, of, of uh, that Gadadhar is most fully constituted of, leaving him with something less, but in comparison to which, it is like a shadow. So, as the shadow, it's a nice metaphor, as the shadow follows a person wherever they go, more comprehensively than anyone else could possibly do. Um, spontaneously, you know, you put the hand up and, you know, and there's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no calculation involved and you make the shadow puppets and so forth, whatever your, your form does, the silhouette does. So Gadadha Pandit followed so uh, closely to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? pointing to him and... Uh, and he is, uh, in many respects, the medium by which those who pursue the, the Madhurya Rasa in the context of Gaur-lila go to uh, the uh, experience that and the implications of that in Krishna Lila. Bhaktivinoda Thakur had deities of Gaur and Gadadhar. Hmm? It was in Puri that Gadadhar Pandit um, became not only in Puri but in Nadia, also in Nadia and in Puri. That Adar Pandit was, and you see the, uh, the fullest reason for his title, Pandit, he was the Bhagwat 
teacher of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In Nadia, every morning, he would teach the Bhagavatam to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. After bathing in the Ganga and coming back, and uh, there would uh, Vishnu Priya is cooking, hmm? and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hears Bhagavatam from with other devotees. They assemble. Here's the Bhagavatam from Ganadhar Pandit. Then he does the puja, part that is appropriate for him. Prashad is offered. Everyone take prashad. Little rest. Then the daytime pastimes um, continue. Mahaprabhu then goes traveling, different houses and Sankirtan enters into Sakirasa. Hmm? House of Shukam, Shuklambar, and so forth. And so, Gadadhar Pandit, anyway, he was the Bhagavad Recider there, and in Puri he became the Bhagavad Recider day after day after day at the Todagopinath temple where Gadadhar resided. Mahaprabhu would come and hear Srimad Bhagavatam. He loved to hear the stories of Prahlad, Charita, chapters about Prahlad, chapters about Dhruva. These are highlighted in Chaitanya Bhagavad because. Not that he didn't hear other stories, but if these are important for us to hear because they, they very ba- give us basic ideas of what is required to, to let go of hmm, if we were to have real, tangible, concrete access to higher ideas, ecstasy, rasananda, the intimacy with Bhagavan that Gaur affords us. So there you would hear... Bhagavatam from Gadadhar Pandit. Gadadhar Pandit remains shortly in the world after the disappearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And um, by the time Srinivas Acharya came to Bengal and to Puri, um, delivering the Chaitanya Charitamrita and so forth on his mission along with Narutam and Shamananda to bring together all of Gaudiya Vaishnavism under a unified conception, that of the Goswamis, that included the other conceptions and more. This was, we've been talking about this to some extent here and there over the few, few days, but uh, uh, in the context of that, Srinivas came to, of course, Puri and met Gadadhar Pandit. Srinivas was going to one eternal associate with another, and he got there just before they passed away, just before they passed away, just before they passed away. He did, I believe, meet Gadadhar Pandit. Gadadhar Pandit gave him the Bhagavatam, and it was drenched with the tears of himself and Mahaprabhu from the recitations. It couldn't be read anymore. So you can imagine that Otto would just hold the book and and give class from it. He couldn't read it. Pages were, ink was washed away, tears were in his eyes. This is the Bhag- real Bhagavatam class. Hmm? This is the kind of Bhagavatam class you'll hear in Gorlila. Somebody said to me, you know, the idea of entering the Gorlila seems a little boring compared to Christian Lila. There's all these sports and things and, you know, intrigues and I don't think like that. Hmm? think that if you could have your sadhaka life and everything that's said it's possible in sadhaka life like once chanting, fainting it happens every time You know, the deities are talking and so forth and so on, it's pretty exciting so this kind of Bhagavatam class Gadadhar would give to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm? and this way he helped Mahaprabhu to enter into the, to the fullness of the experience the inner experience that he came um, to the world for. So we honor the complexity and the contribution of Gadara Pandit on the day of his Tirubhav. Tirubhav, Mahamotsubi Gadara, Mahamotsubi Titi, Gadara Pandit, Jai. Any question?
Uh, I came to think of something when you spoke about was it Galata making weapons? Because I have already said that it's hard to make Vaishnava Parad. There's this example, and there's also the example of Rupa Goswami uh, laughing when this um, crippled Vaishnava walked by when Rupa was in his meditation. Um, which make it seem like that it's quite easy to make Vaishnava Parad. Mm-hmm. Maybe not intend at all. So, can one actually be too. Cautious. One can be too cautious about making up rod, and and the result will be becoming neurotic. Um, so I think that the story of Rupa Goswami, it's not written anywhere. I'm I'm not. That's a talked about story. That's some ways a little bit of a stretch for me. But let's take the example of Ganada Pandit that's there in the literature. I think what you find here is an exaggeration in a sense. Hmm? For the pur- purpose of of emphasis, um, Gadara Pandit uh, it, it said, for example, if you make a mental offense, it can be resolved mentally. Hmm? If you make a verbal offense, it can be resolved verbally. Hmm? If you make a physical offense, let's say you physically assault <coughs> a Vaishnav, which it would be extreme, or let's say you physically make some attempt to discredit him. Hmm? Which we, we heard this, somebody try to do that in the Bhakti Vinod, right? We heard that this morning. So then, the, the, that will be remedied physically by going and submitting to the Vaishnava and becoming his disciple. So in the case of Gadadhar Pandit, you have a, a kind of a, a, a shadow of a mental offense, and the offense the, the is resolved by the most extreme remedy, becoming his disciple. So, if you have a thought, in other words, I think that guy's weird, uh, you know, and then you find it actually he's a great Vaishnava. You go, oh goodness, that's I shouldn't think like that. Hmm? It's some kind of offense, but it's not very significant. After all, he's acting kind of weird, and <laughs> could be thought like that, and and so forth. Um, so, I think that's the way to think of it. And and of course, the example is extreme of the remedy there, which is. An emphasis, obviously, in Gorlila, there are a number of them where the emphasis is strong. Sachimata made an offense mentally, and, and he, Mahabhu, made her submit to, physically to Advaita and so forth. She also became the Hiranam disciple of Advaita and so forth. So there is a strong emphasis on avoiding Vaishnava Parad, but we should be sensible about it also, especially in our modern contemporary society of, of uh, you know, which could be characterized by neurosis or perhaps more than anything else. So you get neurotic about making offense and you're always thinking, I'm always making make offense. I'm sorry, Prabhu. And just, and take it easy, okay? You know, you make a, you may, might make an offense by being like that. You know, just like, you're a little, you know, I can't be around you. You're always asking me, did I make offense? Is that an offense? And, I mean, it's good to be cautious and so forth, but the spirit of it as well, there's a room for making mistakes and so forth. They might be offenses that you that you might make by doing something wrong, technically like a seva aparad. But if the spirit behind it is 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 not uh, is is good, the intention is right, then that for the most part is going to rectify itself. Or seva aparads can be rectified by kirtan, 
and so forth. And we're very much involved in the kirtan and the rag bhakti orientation. So, so yeah, we shouldn't be too uh, neurotic about it. Therefore, then there are the counter statements that aparad Vaishnava aparad really, in the full sense of the term, requires some malice intentionally. You know, and we see that. We do see that intentionally. People have envy of Vaishnavas and they write things and say things and do things that are um, shocking hmm. from the point of view of real Vaishnav culture. What else? Another question? Yes. All right, Bhakti. Um, in Gauru, Karasrat wanted aware of his position, Sraha and um, They are all associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are aware and, and unaware at the same time. They have awareness and they, they have unawareness. It's for the sake of the Leela. So they go in and out, so to speak. They 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 saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he became a Vaishnava and they thought maybe he's Krishna. No, he can't be Krishna. How could that but maybe he's Krishna himself. He's giving love of Krishna so and so extraordinarily. And then Mahaprabhu one day sat on the throne at the, in the house of Srivas and said, I'm Krishna and you are so and so. So come and see who you are. See, and it was revealed and so forth. So they would realize that they 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 would realize that they would think he's Krishna, but then where are Krishna's associates? And they realized we are his associates and then they would come out of that and, and so forth. And so it's a very very ex- extraordinary Leela, Gaur Leela. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was sometimes showing himself to be Bhagavan, he, I'm I'm God. And other times, showing himself, I'm devotee of Krishna, all my lowly, and both he thinks both entirely. Hmm. Anything else? Yes. It's something like Gorna Ryan, yeah. So then when, when she's around, then he's not tasting the Vrindavan Yeah, it's. Um, She's serving him in like a in Dasya Bhakti, like like it's it's more like a queen or something like that than 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 Narayan and Lakshmi. That's full blown uh, on reverence, something like that. This is more intimacy than that. But Vishnu Priya, Bhakti Devi, but Narayan, but Gor Narayan, so special, special Narayan. So that side of the Leela is there. Therefore, he told Vishnu Priya Gaur, I have to take sannyas. This is for Kali Yuga. Our Leela is only to cry. We're together in so many Leelas. This Leela, we're only to cry for the fallen souls. So for them, I have to take sannyas. This is all Yuga Dharma. Hmm? This is not Radha Bhav, Vrindavan Leela. This is the cultivation. He's not um, hearing from Vishnu Priya, that's, uh, um, Gita Govinda, or she's not reciting Bhagavatam to Kanata's reciting Bhagavatam, hmm? and Raslila and so forth. It's not Vishnu Priya is not doing that. So, this is the two sides of not for the Yuga Dharma and for the internal experience of Radha Bhava, hmm? both. And both are there in Navadvip too. Hmm? How does that work? Say, for example, uh, you can read the description when the devotees meet at Sri Vasanam in the night and they're doing Kirtan and Sachamata and Vishnu are there watching this. So. 
They are not. They don't go inside. Yeah. <laughs> but Sachimata, of course, she's she's the, like Jashoda. That's um, but that's Rasalila, so she doesn't go there. <laughs> Vishnu Priya, for other reasons, doesn't go there. Ostensibly, because in the context of the Leela, well, he's with his male associates doing, you know, it's like the men are going out, the boys' night out, you know, <laughs> for Kirtan, <laughs> as it turns out. So, but for other internal reasons as well. Hmm. It's pretty extraordinary <laughs> theology, huh? Very, uh, very charming. That's the thing. You see, you can go um, point for point logically debating Gaudiya Vaishnavism with some other kind of Vedanta or spiritual tradition. And you might even prevail with with logic and, and, and so forth. But logic has its limits, philosophy has its limits. But when you bring them, the final trump card is, well anyway, at least we say, you have to admit this, Shaitanya Vaishnavism is more charming. Then, all right, well, yeah. Then, why, why? You're after charm, then you start philosophy again, logic. Beauty, this is what we're searching for, is it not? <laughs> In this way, you will prevail. Sigaratha Pandit Ki Jai, Gaud Premanande, Hari Hari Bhu.